Ciao ragazzi, uh, welcome back. This is episode 200, part 2. Uh, this is a, an, an amazing podcast, over 3 hours, almost 3.5 hours worth of content. Uh, we are not playing this podcast in its entirety, we're giving to you in different parts. You will now be listening to part 2, where we have on Alex Downer from the Culture Connection podcast, as well as Rafa Rispo from Far From Vesuvius and the Raff and Raff Rant. Enjoy. I mean, the, the 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 guests the guests are bringing it. I mean, it's just amazing. I no no I I, I you know what I mean I'm 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 partial. I got a heart for the red and black. Stevie's background was Stevie's background was rocking it. So it was rocking it. Who won Calcio background? Yeah yeah. yeah. Who won we're, back, we're, yeah. Leaving our, we're leaving our next guest uh, hanging. Just, well, he he just wants to squeeze that though. He can wait. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, we're still trying to work on that. He was driving about. home. He was driving home with his wife anyway. Exactly. They probably had. They probably had more. They probably had more important. Th- she had. She had things that were more important to her that uh, she needed to talk to him about. So, we want to make sure we that he got that, that in before he that. jumped on with us, right? I. I yeah, so. We all got a earful before we got him on the podcast, too, Frank. But you and I, so I'm sure. <laughs> how do you? How do you go to Montreal and not see Vinny and Steve? I. I tried. I tried. I got to decide whether or not I'm going to send you more spotted cow now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking one, by the way. They can I see that. I see that. I've actually, uh, I've actually switched it up. I am drinking. It's called Rift. It is a, uh, it's an IPA. Um, Central Waters Brewing Company. A Rift. Yep. 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 <laughs> Perfect time to bring this in. Rift. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's Central Waters Brewing Company in Amherst, Wisconsin. So, okay. great IPA. Uh, not, not too heavy. Not too like boozy. Uh, Pretty good, pretty good drinking IPA. So, okay. um, I don't think I don't think it's going to make it out your way. I think it stays in state like the spotted cow does. But if I uh, if I get some more spotted cow out to you, I'll throw in a six pack of Rift and let you you know you can okay. tell me what you think. Okay. So, well, I notice there's a lot of Inter fans in the chat right now. I don't know if this guy primed his, did the, his listener. Oh, you Inter 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 chat. Oh my God, Inter chat. You guys just decided right to time it. Like you don't care about anything else we talk about is like, hurry up and get this guy on. Right. Well, he's going to come on now. Uh, This guy, (sighs) I guess, was voted on Twitter. Apparently this today as the sexiest voice in radio and podcast. Uh, I got to listen to Frank. Now I got to listen to this guy. Uh, I'm going to have to step away because I can't compete with both of your voices. Uh, please welcome to the show, Alex Dono. Alex, welcome, man. (laughs) Thank you so much. Although I'm already failing. Because I didn't know that there was going to be a, a who won Calcio backgrounds contest. I, I lose. I'm, I'm in. I'm actually. I'm in my son's bedroom in front of his uh, generic baby blue wall. I don't have any inter gear on, so I'm I'm completely failing. And also, you guys set me up to fail because Steve is a tough act to follow. Man, that is a tough act to follow. I'm an interista, <laughs> and I actually listen to their show. Like, like the fact somebody like me, I hate Milan, and I actually listen to the Milan Weekly Podcast, which I think is the ultimate compliment to them. And, of course, oh, and, and thank you, Anthony. And, and you guys, by the way, uh, I am, Happy of birthday. course, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you guys know I'm a religious listener of your show. Even before I got to know you guys personally, I was a listener of yours, and then I became a viewer of yours when you started doing videos. So, Frank and Richard, congratulations, guys, on 200 episodes. I, I know how difficult it is because I, I do like 30 different shows to get to that point, to be consistent on that content, to put it out there, and to build a following the way that you guys have. It's not easy, man. So I appreciate you guys. And yeah, the face for radio. That's why I have my, my lighting. It's like in a way that uh, I'm mostly in the shadows here because I have that face for radio. Isn't your son trying to sleep? You're doing this he, from his room. I was going to ask he, the same thing. No, he, he he's actually <laughs> we, we we took we took a trip without him. Uh, okay. So he's actually he's actually at his grandparents' house sleeping. So uh, don't okay. even worry about him. Well, it's your birthday. I mean, so as backgrounds as as backgrounds go, my, one of my one of my mentors in in, in in that I played and played for and coached with uh, had a great saying: "Simplicity is genius." Okay, yeah. so you're not out of the running just because you have a a, a wall. I was waiting for him to say but. I was waiting for him to say but. But. 
No, and I was actually, before you guys popped me in, I was experimenting with the green screen function on StreamYard, but I, I couldn't, noticed. I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't get something behind me without making my face look like I was like a digital <laughs> human being. So I just decided, you know what? I'm going to be embarrassed with, I'm going to be who lost Calcho backgrounds, but it's fine. We're going to have to roll through it. You're in the running. So that's, that's, that's a good start. <laughs> I'm in the running. I am, I am one, I'm one nominee out of everyone else joining. I will lose, but I appreciate the competition. Hey, you've reached, you, you, you reached, you reached the finals. Let's, let's just leave it, leave it at that. So, Enter. Uh, okay, I'm being skeptical, and maybe this is my me seeing the world in red and black colored glasses. I mean, Bologna. I, I, there's a part of me that says, okay, that was very, very impressive. But there's another part of me that analyzes Bologna and looks at them and said that they're going to be a shit show defensively all season. Big deal. Genoa, and then Hellas Verona. That was a uh, Hellas Verona managed by EDF, mind you. Um. I'm 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 struggling with what to make of Inter. There's a part of me that says, yeah, yeah, they, they might be this good, but at the same time, I go and look at them at Sampdoria and and say that's why I can't crown them yet. You know, um, I think it's, but but is this one of those? Hey, just you know, take care of business against the teams you're supposed to take care of business against. Should I just be looking at it that way? Where are you at as an Inter supporter right now with their start to the season? I mean. I look at the Real Madrid match. I don't know how the hell you didn't get out of there with at least a point. Um, so, uh, so tell me. I mean, on behalf of Inter supporters, where are you at with things? What's going on? And and what are your expectations? Yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth when you mentioned. You know, you can only beat the opponent that's in front of you. Yeah, I, I don't think outside of the Real Madrid game, and I'll get into that uh, in the league. They haven't been properly challenged yet, and I know they did drop points against Samp. That that was a weird one, and I'm I'm not saying this because I'm wearing my black and blue colored glasses. I'm just being real here. I'll give you some positive and some negative. Like the Samp game was a weird one because I I just thought Inter looked really sluggish coming back from the international break, all the players who traveled, especially to South America. Uh, I just think that it's, you know, th those things happen. You get trap games like that. They actually lost that fixture at Samp a season ago. So I'm not happy about yeah. dropping points in that one. But I, I knew going in that was going to be a tough fixture. It was one of those lunchtime games where Inter hardly ever show up on the road with so many guys jet lagged. So I didn't have high expectations for that one. Outside of that, th there's been a lot of good and there's been some bad. I'll, I'll give you the bad. Um, and I can't say that this is definitely bad, but it's certainly something I'm tracking. Like, you look at the Real Madrid match, which is obviously the toughest game they've played so far in either competition. I, I wonder how legitimate their problem scoring and finishing chances really is. Because obviously, who did you sell this past transfer window? You sold Romelu Lukaku. And, you you know, you replaced him essentially with two players, Ed Jekko who is going to have some inconsistencies because he's so old, right? At 30, you can't expect Jekko to be at his best night in and night out. And Joaquin Correa, who's a very nice player, but he certainly doesn't fit that goal-scoring yeah. profile of Lukaku. He's more of a creator. So you're losing some goals, guys. And against Real Madrid, uh, I'm, I'm going to steal the word that Nima used that I thought was perfect to describe it. Uh, their attack looked toothless in that game. So mm -hmm. you need to find more consistent goal-scoring out of your forwards. I do think that this inter team certainly has some goals that can be scored from the midfield, uh, but they've also had some problems in midfield with injuries. I mean, Vidal has a knock. Uh, Stefano Sensi is always carrying injuries. He's hurt more than he's healthy. And, uh, and your guy, Hakan Chahanolu is not good for consistency. He may he's be not, uh, he's not my, again. he's not my guy. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he may, he may be good for a, for a nice performance once a month or so, or once every two months or so, but you can't count on a whole lot of consistency there. So I, I think keep, keeping these midfielders healthy is very important. I mean, yesterday they started Matias Vecino who did score, but you know, yep. yeah, I don't want to see him starting on a regular basis. He's more of a liability. So um, you know, I, I actually wasn't as discouraged by the Samp result as some people might be. I guess the part of that was a little bit discouraging was, you know, it's it's hard to imagine like an Antonio Conte coach team giving up two leads in a game the way that they did. But then they also, again, they did lose that fixture at Samp 2-1 to one last year. So uh, honestly, guys, with the opponents that they have beaten, I mean, they, they, looked, uh, they looked monstrous yesterday against Bologna. They looked monstrous against Genoa. They had a good second half against Verona after having a, a poor first half against Verona. We've seen a lot of good, but who have they really played? 
the week coming up, guys, is going to tell us a lot about who who Inter really are because they have Fiorentina and they have Atalanta. And I know Atalanta are off to a bad start. They've not been in good form. But that team always starts slow. And we know how dangerous Atalanta <clears throat> can be. And it would be fitting if they finally put it together when they're going up against Inter because Gasparini loves putting it together when he goes up against Inter. So I think that these next two fixtures are, are going to tell us everything about who Inter are. And then you have you know another Champions League matchup uh, next week against Shakhtar. So, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm feeling good. But we really have to see if this team still has the Scudetto mentality coming out of last season. I'll, I'll say another thing that I thought was very encouraging against Bologna was the play of the wingbacks. I mean, to be able to be too deep at that position. In fact, I think the two guys who started yesterday on the right and the left uh, should be your best options by midseason, if not already your best options. Denzel Dumfries put in one hell of a performance. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think in his case, what I want to see more from him throughout the year is uh, is improving a little bit defensively because in the little we've yeah. seen from him yeah. in previous matches, that could be a little bit of a liability. But when it comes to attacking, getting into dangerous areas, uh, putting in pinpoint crosses, he looked fantastic. Uh, Federico Di Marco uh, is a player that I really like and I've wanted to see him. You know, he's been – an inter-owned player for a few years, been loaned out, sold with buyback clauses, all, all that. He's finally getting his chance to play. Uh, he's yeah. got a really dangerous shot and a really dangerous free kick, and I think he's underrated. So you, you have some things to be happy about right now. But again, the big question are, uh, Lautaro, can he be consistent? Jekko, I mean, I don't expect consistency out of him, but how dangerous can he be when he's at his best? I was happy he scored two goals late in the match yesterday because he didn't start off so great yesterday. So really, to me, consistent goal scoring, I think that's going to be the difference in Inter being a Scudetto contender or a contender for top four. I think uh, it's, you know, we, we mentioned the Sampdoria matchup. I think many people are not rating them as high as they should be. I think this is a team that's going to be a legit pain in the ass for everyone this year. I think they're going to be a solid mid-table team this year. Uh, and I think that, you know, maybe was their first real test that they had. And we saw that they maybe struggled to you know with some of the things you brought up with the qualifiers and stuff and that. They did play Real Madrid very well. They looked, you know, they, they actually had good spells of possession, but a lot of the game couldn't score a goal. Um, ended up losing to Real Madrid. Nothing's wrong with that. That's a good team to lose to. Uh, but yeah, it's and this team Inter remind me of Lazio of a couple years ago. Oh, by the way, managed by Inzaghi, and this team that finished second place in the league. They were beating up on all the small teams, and then those tighter games, obviously against the bigger opponents. Uh, hopefully, better results against the bigger opponents than they did with Lazio because Lazio couldn't beat a top six team in that in that season. Uh, but so far, it's everything written about Inzaghi all over this, blowing out teams that they should, like like Frank mentioned, they should be winning these teams. Yeah. And then, We'll see how this run comes up here and how they do against mightier opponents because that's when we're well, like you mentioned, we'll know the real enter at this point because um, once these teams are playing against each other, we'll we'll really be able to size where they're at. You know, the top six, top seven, they're going to be tight all season long, and to really gauge where they're at at the moment, like you mentioned, Atalanta's on the horizon. They know how to rise to the occasion. You know, right now they're still in Champions League mode and they're not really putting their eggs in the city out basket. But you know, if they want to, they can. So. Uh, uh, Obviously, you're you're excited with the start right now with with you guys. We put a poll up earlier today that you know maybe uh, who are the best wingbacks, wingers, and city out. What what duo? Obviously, you got to like what Dumfries and and Demarco are doing at the moment. I mean, this is probably a better setup at the moment with Demarco and Dumfries in terms of potential and and quality and, and scoring ability as opposed to last year where you had. Hakimi and whoever else was on the left-hand side. Uh, yeah, Paris or Ashley Young. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. tell us your thoughts on the and this, this this wingers that you guys have and what they can bring to your team that maybe you were lacking last year. Yeah, I mean, um, for, for one thing, just being more dynamic in attack. Um, I, I think that's really something to look for and how – how quickly can they adapt defensively? Uh, it's one thing, like when it comes to some of the bigger fixtures that come up over the next couple of months. I mean, obviously you have some reasonably big fi fixtures uh, this next week, but you know, I, I think we'll really get a better idea when Inter start facing the Milans and the Juventuses of the world. And I know Juventus right now are a relegation team, but at some point they're gonna, <laughs> some point they're gonna win some games, I would think. So when you start playing those bigger games, I'm really curious to see if at that point Inzaghi really trusts. DeMarco and Dumfries, you know, to uh, to carry them through those some of those bigger games, even though you might 
defensively, you might trust the likes of Darmian and Perisic a little bit more, but certainly in attack, I, I think Dumfries and DeMarco, Dumfries especially, because I, I, I really, I tracked him closely during the Euros and I started to talk to some people who covered him at PSV because I don't claim to have watched a lot of PSV Eindhoven games. I didn't. I had to ask some folks about Dumfries and I got really excited about him over the summer. So uh, I think that the wingback pairing could be important and it is nice to have the depth because to know that, okay, I think the best pair is the one we saw yesterday in DeMarco on the left and Dumfries on the right, but you also have a pretty dependable pair in Perisic on the left and Darmian on the right. And obviously Darmian, he's, you know, a Swiss army knife, right? I mean, I'm not saying he's a great player, but he can be effective as a wingback, can be effective as one of your three center backs. And, and another, you know, big question that I, I was just thinking about uh, with Inter, um, can they, you know, a couple things on the back line and even in net, right? Because Handanovic could be problematic. Uh, he actually, in, in the last two games, he's actually looked much better. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are certain times when he just, stands there he does the mannequin challenge you know showing some signs of his age and then even even the back three because uh, I think we've seen in, in a couple of the goals that they've conceded and I don't really put the Real Madrid goal on them I put that on the midfield because Matias Vecino and Arturo Vidal both lost a man in the build-up to that goal I don't put that on the center backs but in you know a couple of the goals they've given up the back three they've really shown just some mental lapses uh, and I know that you know, last season, the same back three had virtually a perfect season because they had Conte screaming at them on and off the pitch. I think Inzaghi is a little bit more of a player's coach. So hopefully these guys can realize we need to bring in that Conte mentality because as good as that back three trio is with Devry, Skriniar, and Bastoni, you know, in, in City, ah, it's too deep. You leave your concentration down no matter what side you're playing for, you know, a minute, uh, then you can allow a goal. So I think they need to improve that a little bit. Yep. You, you mentioned Conte. Uh, and I think that's the, the, the question that I have. I mean, is there a concern here? And here's what I wrote up about Inter when I made my predictions at the final and, and why I don't have them winning the Scudetto. And I, I have this fantasy that Milan are going to win it this year. Um, you should have done better against the relegation team. I mean, just one point against the 18th. It's an away. Team. It was an away. It was an away point. It was an away point. You take away points when you can. Okay. <laughs> How many times are we got to talk about this, Alex? <laughs> um, no, the thing that has me enter ha having entered falling is that was a special culture under Antonio Conte and with a player like Romelu Lukaku. Are you concerned as an Inter supporter that that lack of culture is going to turn up at some point when things when when the screws start to tighten. I mean, right now you've had the luxury of playing what's in front of you. It, it you know that defensively is is going to be pretty generous to you, okay. But when the screws start to tighten, you don't have that culture to fall back on. You don't have that drive from Conte to fall back on. Inzaghi's more of a you know, kind of a man manager, if you will, more of a, you know, maybe a little more casual than Antonio, clearly more casual than Antonio Conte. I mean, he's going to have his way of doing things. Does not having that diligence, you know, and not having that maybe that four-star general there on the touchline, um, you know, versus having a player's coach, uh, you know, start to concern you in, in situations like that with this particular inter setup? Yeah, it's concerning. And that's not even a slight to Inzaghi. It's just there's something magic about Conte when it comes to preparing his team for war every time they step on the field. So a couple yeah. things you worry about after losing Conte, and it doesn't even matter who the replacement is. I like Simone Inzaghi, but mm -hmm. you know Conte sides are notorious for rarely dropping points against teams they shouldn't drop points to. Sure. You know, even if you know here and there, you might you might lose a big game. I mean, Inter lost one of the Milan derbies last year. They lost, uh, although the second meeting with Juventus wasn't that meaningful for Inter because they clinched the Scudetto. Very meaningful for Juve. You're going to lose some big games every now and then, but something that Conte excels at, and it's something Max Allegri used to excel at. So I guess it does go to show you that the squad matters as well. But yeah. something Conte excels at is you just. You, you don't you don't drop points to inferior sides, whether you're at home or on the road. You still find a way to grind out these results. So that's one of those things that's concerning. The other thing is, 
Um, you know, this doesn't happen too often under Conte's sides. It didn't happen with Conte's Inter in two seasons. You don't go through those blackout periods where you have like a month where you just can't win. Uh, and that that used to happen frequently to Inter as recently as the Luciano Spalletti era. And granted, he didn't have as good of a squad as Conte had, so I give him that. But, you know, at both seasons under Spalletti, you had a period of time, usually right around and a little bit after Christmas, where for four or five, six weeks in the league, you just couldn't buy a victory. And the mentality right. would go to shit. You know, eventually they snapped out of it and qualified for Champions League both of those years. But you didn't have those blackouts under Conte because he's just so good. I mean, physically and mentally motivating his side and preparing them for battle. And part of that ties into the first thing, and that is you're just not going to drop many points against inferior teams. You're going to drop a few points in big games, but not in the small games. That's a good, that's a really good point. And, uh, you know, since um, we're trying to have some fun on this show, not to be so serious all the time. I see Milan Club Montreal has an interesting point in here. Have we mentioned Hakan yet? <laughs> no, we have not mentioned Hakan yet. How, no. how are you liking our, our, our old boy Hakan Chalanolu? How, has he rubbed off on you yet? What's your uh, assessment four games into the season so far? Um, typical stuff. And I watched him. I, I did watch him pretty closely at Milan as well. And, you know, th- some of the things you expect, just no consistency whatsoever. I mean, he looked his debut. And I know that there's something special about debuts. Jerry Mancini and I have talked about this before, and he brought this up on our most recent episode, that, you know, I don't know, emotionally it's so important to have a great deal. Like his debut in the Genoa match, he world-class, like looked absolutely world-class. And then as I expected, we've had very uneven performances since that. So it's certainly nothing that's caught me off guard. And it's one of those reasons why, um, you know, I, I need more cover in Inter's midfield because hopefully this squad is deep enough. They can absorb some yeah. inconsistency. And it's why I need my guy, Stefano Sensi, to find a way not to pull a hamstring every time he gets out of bed. You know, I, I need uh, I, I'd love to. I, I don't know if there's anything new over the last few weeks on Christian Eriksen, but wouldn't it be amazing if he can actually find a way to play Italian football again? If he can if he can go without that device, they implanted in his chest so I don't know what the future holds there and if Arturo Vidal can stay healthy because he actually um he actually looked really good the first couple of games of the year coming off the bench uh not that I expect consistency from him but I'm thinking if you have like two or three inconsistent midfielders you rotate them maybe you can get a good performance each time that they play but man I, I I've noticed honestly um I think you Milanisti and I'm not just talking to the the two faces above me I'm talking to everyone in the chat like just you got to let go and move on because I, like, I follow a lot of Milanisti on Twitter and I see more Milanisti tweeting about Hakan than Interisti. You guys have an excellent midfield. You're off to a, an excellent start. We don't want to talk you about know, all the injuries, so we got to talk about something else. Yeah, but it's, well, it's I'll tell you what I like. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I like about – I mean, I, 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 I am a Brahim Diaz fan right now. I mean, and I'll tell you the difference between him and Hakan. Sure. Hakan, Hakan wants to sit and back. Lisi, and by the way, no path. one's more obsessed than Lisi. Lisi tweets more about Hakan than Jerry tweets about Immobile. It's 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 an obsession. No, 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 no. You know that's wrong. You know that's wrong. You know Jerry, that's wrong. I am Jerry. I can't. I can't have a day on my Twitter live feed without Jerry tweeting about Chiro Immobile. I can't. Okay, so that's why I did all the Chiro Immobile jokes when he was playing for Italy. Okay, so there's there's a dead cat because a child and 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 a and a crying child because Chiro Immobile was supposed to climb up and save the cat. He offered to help, but he climbed up the wrong side of the tree, and the cat couldn't hang on anymore. Now it's dead. All right, so that's 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 what we get. Yeah, okay, fine. Chiro scored today against Calady. Great. All right. Yay. Good for you. Um, he was my Capo Cananieri pick two years ago, too, by the way. That's right. But anyway, no, Hakan doesn't live rent free in my head anymore. He's got to pay rent. I Here's what I like Hakan <laughs> will sit in the deep positions and want to pick a pass. Brahim will sit in the deep positions and he says, hey, I can go at that guy and take him on. Yeah. He takes him on. Okay, he mixes it up where Hakan gets predictable. So when you defend against Hakan Chalanolo, you know what you can do. You can sit people back. You can clog the passing lanes because he's not going to run at anybody. But when it's Brahim in that 10 role for Milan, now it changes. 
Mm. By the way, so I would also me, rather have Brahim. I'll go on record to say that that I, I would rather have Brahim than Akon. Amen. Amen. I love. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm turning into. I got. I'm going to put a Brahim Diaz jersey up here. I think. It's well, and the other thing, and honestly, so. oh, let me interject here for a second because people need to remember okay. everyone bantering Inter over Hakan. Uh, he would never have even been invited to sign with Inter if not for what happened to Christian Eriksen. Like that, that was that yeah. was like an emergency. Yeah. Oh my God, what do we do? We're, we're, we're down. That was a safety net decision. Yeah, it was a safety net. Was a- <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For sure. All right, Alex. Before I mean, we let you, you go. Oh, go ahead. Can you can you guys score a goal on Shakhtar this year? Finally, I was going to ask a question. See, that, that's an important. Well, I mean, hell, you scored five on them in the Europa yeah. League. It's yeah. not the change. Yeah, they, they used up all their goals in Europa League. No, but it's funny you bring that up because after uh, Jerry and I did a post post match episode right after the Inter Real Madrid game midweek, and you know we had a couple of Interisti on and a couple of friends of mine who support Real Madrid. We had them on. And the guys who support Real Madrid were like, well, oh, my God, you guys looked really good. Like, Inter looked incredible. You're definitely going through. And then me and Anthony and uh, Mario from Inter Worldwide were the interesting. We're like, man, I, I don't know, bro. We, we've got too many scars, right? You know, we've got Shakhtar in the group. Uh, we couldn't – all we had to do was score one goal against Shakhtar in that second leg just to go through, and we couldn't do it. So yep. uh, there, there's definitely uh, – there are nerves. Like, for Interisti in Champions League, I mean, three straight seasons, guys without getting yeah. through the group stage. And the first season, it was uh, it was heartbreaking because they they controlled their own destiny heading into the final game of the group. But it was still – it wasn't as heartbreaking because it was like, okay, first year back in Champions League after I think a six- or seven-year drought. So just happy to be here. Then the second year, it's like, all right, we should be thinking about advancing now. Third year, you know, you're with uh, you, you know, Conte. Uh, I think it was two years with Conte, one year with Spalletti in Champions League. Third year, like, okay, definitely, definitely we're getting through this year. And then you couldn't score against Shakhtar. So there definitely are some nerves there. And I think for every Interista, when it comes to getting through the Champions League group stage, you keep your fingers crossed, you say a few prayers, and you just have to hope this is the year. <laughs> well, you see, says Hakan was the last chick at the bar, the one your friends try to save you from, but you take home anyways. <laughs> Pretty much, man. <laughs> Uh, when you when you've been out there and you've given up and it's 1 30 in the morning he's the slump buster <laughs> i've never heard it called that before <laughs> uh, alex <laughs> on that note before and then you got go. roma 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 okay we got the we've got the derby della capitale going on here in full force roma 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 17 our good friend jerry keeps dead cats in his freezer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we're gonna have jerry on jerry soon. time story here tonight no who knows um, slump buster slump buster for slump the win buster. that's the best thing i've heard all uh, night <laughs> i think i in college i only took home slump busters it was always like <laughs> 1.30 in the morning, oh my God, how many times can I strike out? Okay, I see that girl at the end of the bar. At, at, at 11 p.m., she was a four. Now she's a nine. Here we go. If Hawkeye doesn't turn you down, no one will. Keep, <laughs> keep your standards low. Keep your standards low, Alex. That's why you had me on your radio show. Yeah, We're going to call this a Hawkeye from now on. So, <laughs> Alex... Hey guys, and again, go. but before you let me go, congratulations again on 200 episodes, and I'm glad I could be a part of this one. Thank you. Yep, and hey. schedules loosen up for us. We're coming back on Calcio Connection. We'll invite ourselves. Please, anytime. So. Invite hey, yourselves. Does, you're on. Does Nzagi get over the hump this year? Finally get his title. I, I thought you were going to say like get over the hump. Like, does he get to eat the panettone? Uh, yes, uh, he will. Don't talk about slump busters anymore. <laughs> um, you know, uh, honestly, uh, I, I don't. This it, is Nzagi's slump buster. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. It's it's too, it's too early. It's too early to say. I think um, I definitely, I definitely think Inter are going to be in the mix. Um, and then I also, you know, it's tough because I'd, I'd like to also think that Milan are going to be in the mix, and I also think Napoli can very well be in the mix, yeah. and even even some of the teams that are off to to poor starts. I'm not completely writing off Juventus yet. Uh, I'm not writing off Atalanta, even though they're off to a slow start, but they always get off to slow starts. I, I feel like, guys, every every September, we're always having these conversations these last few years, like, oh, Atalanta, is the magic over? Is the Cinderella run over? And then October on, they start picking up points. So, I, honestly, I think that there are 
uh, a handful of teams that can compete for a Scudetto, and I think Inter will be one of them. So that's my way of being on the fence and not giving you a real answer. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Right on. Non-committal as always. So, <laughs> Alex, this is your time to plug. Plug away uh, anything you want, and uh, let people know where they can find you on social media. Awesome. Well, yeah. And first and foremost, uh, I'd love it if uh, for those of you watching this, if you haven't checked out the show that Jerry Mancini and I do, The Calcio Connection, uh, I, I would love it if you would check it out. We stream on YouTube as well. We have an audio podcast. And I, I, I know we have some viewers in common already. But anybody, if you've checked out Richard and Frank, keep checking them out. I'm not saying you should replace them, but add to your Calcio repertoire on our show as well. Because uh, we have a good time on the Calcio Connection, and and we also have a a Patreon page. It's mostly interrelated content. So if you're not an Inter fan, you'll probably hate the Patreon page. If you maybe you like to scout the enemy, and you and you'd like to throw us some donations and listen to the exclusive Inter content there. But yeah, free content is all Calcio. The uh, the Patreon content is mostly interrelated stuff. And uh, you guys can also check out some of the work that I do talking American sports on fivereasonsports.com and on their YouTube page because I have a, a daily stream from noon to 1 p.m. where I mostly just rant and rave about the Dolphins, who look like they suck right now, the Miami Hurricanes, who look like they totally suck. Uh, but the Miami Heat don't suck, and they're starting again soon. So I have that going for me. Awesome. Well, we get, get a, got a small matter of playing in the same conference as the uh, world champions of NBA that, basketball. That is a problem. You My guys hometown, baby, year. Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> you guys swept our asses last year. Zoo. We sure did, problem. didn't we? We sure <laughs> did, didn't we? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, fellas. All, All right, right. Alex, Take it was a on. pleasure, man. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have you on again soon for sure. Thank you. Ciao. All right. Take care. Ciao. All right, Alex Dono. There it is. They're coming thick and fast, man. Who's next? I think I know who's next. <laughs> you bring it. Well, you bring it. You bring him back. To, bring him back to daddy. Come on now, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alex is just talking about ranting and raving. Someone who likes to do the rant and raff show. Uh, someone who uh, he's witness to me when you saying you called someone daddy. Of course, I'm talking about Rafa Rispo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey guys. Sorry, I'm just uh, writing off Juventus right now. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> so far, yeah. Carry the one, move them down four spots, maybe six. Yeah, I haven't. Okay, good. All right. Hey guys, what's up? Ralph is in the house. Hey, listen. Uh, before I say anything, obviously, I got to congratulate you to two hundred episodes. Wonderful, right? Thank you. Um, Thank you. But, but, excuse me. This is who won cultural background. Thank you very much. That's pretty I'm nice. Here. I'm impressed. Okay. That's pretty nice. Right y'all, 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 okay, look, look, look. That shit wasn't up there uh, an this hour was ago. Up here. This you found out you were going, you found out looked, you were going later and you heard no, 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 no. who won cultural background. Obviously. I was like, shit, let me get that up there. Nah, nah, nah. You don't watch the rough, rough <laughs> rant. This was up here for months, my friend. Okay. This is this okay. is background culture right here. Anyway, guys, no, I really, I really enjoy your show, you know that. I'm I watch any chance I can. I try to watch live, but I always catch the replays. Um, and you know, as a regular guest on here, I'm just honored to be on for 200 episodes, man. This is this is really really cool. And and you know, it doesn't matter how long I have to wait backstage. I don't care. I'll wait. Well, I'll wait as long as I have to. You've been one of the OGs, Rafa. You've been down from the beginning, so we, we yes, definitely sir. appreciate the support. Back when you guys had the Sempre podcast, and, and and you know what? I don't know if you hear. I don't know, and 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 I, and I want to take the time to do this. I don't know if you uh, stay in touch with James anymore, but but please give us, uh, please give him our best. Um, I haven't you know. heard from him in a while, but I did. I was in touch with him pr- recently, but all right, but yeah, yeah, I will definitely let him know that you say hello. Yep. Um. And yeah. And and. You know, we're far from Vesuvius is kind of going through a resurgence slash like rebranding. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been holding it down with Raf and Raf, so it's busy. And when when Polilo says stuff like, you know, it, it takes a lot to do this, you know, and uh, it really does. It takes a lot. You guys, I appreciate all the work that you guys put in on this and appreciate everybody else's work, too. Um, I'm sad that I missed Lisi because he's a pretty cool guy. I really like him. Uh, also, Zio Rocco, a uh, friend of mine, too. Yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, you know, just everybody that's been on here has been favorites of mine. Alex Dono is a God, obviously we love Alex Dono. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the main event of the evening, Jerry Mancini finally decided to come on. Huh? You had to strong arm him to get him on, didn't you? We we had to we 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 no we had to caress him back into it. I mean, you know, yeah, strong. he needed to be the main event. I know you guys had me lined up as the main event. That's okay. That's I didn't. Okay, I, okay, but by the way, I didn't put this lineup together. Richard did. Okay, Richard, Richard, Richard knows what's up. Richard knows what's up. <laughs> hey, you got to end it on a bang. All right. <laughs> yeah, bang. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Rafa, Napoli is an extremely intriguing proposition this season. Uh, enter Luciano Spalletti, which to me, when you took a look at the squad, was for me was a natural fit, uh, you know, for the next manager, for how he wants to play, what he wants to do. Everybody, including myself, Flocked and 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 has eaten the chalk on Victor Osimhen mm. being Capo Canonieri, and there's still plenty of time for that for him. I think Thursday's Europa League performance shows exactly why people thought that highly of him. Um, but it it's Spalletti with strikers or nines or center forwards or whatever you want to call them. They're just brilliant under him, and they score a ton of goals. Um, overall. Your impressions of Spalletti so far, first four games, you know, first three games, you're going to play Udinese tomorrow. Um, the Europa League performance, the come from the comeback performance against Leicester, which I watched a good bit of. I was very, very impressed with how they fought through that. Um, overall thoughts on Spalletti and, and, and what you're looking forward to with him? Well, I was it's funny, guys, because at the beginning of Spalletti's reign, I wasn't high on the move. I was very emotional about Gattuso being sacked or let go or mutually splitting, what have you, you know, whatever the case may be. I, Gattuso is a very, uh, a big fixture in this household. He was a fan favorite here. Uh, my kids and my fiance called him Gasmucho. They wanted to grab his cheeks and smooch him in the face. Every time he gets (laughs) like, every time he got mad on TV or got happy about a win, you know, just stuff like that. Um, but I think, studying the move as you know content creators like us we do we study things man like i've never studied culture more than i have now like i was always a big cultural guy stats this and that but 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 you know i had to do some digging on spalletti and i knew who he was and i knew what he was capable of and i knew his limits too but after really looking under the microscope with spalletti and what he's done i thought to myself right away it didn't take long a couple days for me to realize, you know what, this might work out. Uh, he played a he plays a very similar system to what Gattuso has the team used to, but he brings that experience, and you can see that shining through in the first three four matches. Uh, every single match that Napoli has been in so far, in my opinion, they've been backs against the wall. And last season, that match results in dropped points or loss. You know, you saw it against Spezia. You saw it against uh, teams like Cagliari. You saw it against Sassuolo. You saw it against teams like, you know, one you know one point from six against Sassuolo. You need to get those points. You know, you, you get another point against Sassuolo, and you're in the Champions League, you know? So it's things like that where Spalletti brings just, like, you know, maybe a cooler head <laughs> than Gattuso, but the same determination and more experience. And you can tell that this team is really taking to that because again, against, you know, against Venezia in the home opener, 20 minutes in Victor Osman sent off and 10 minutes later, uh, uh, Zielinski goes off on injury. Half time we escaped in a nil, nil draw, right? Second half begins. Insignia misses a penalty kick and like 60 minutes in, you're like, I can't believe it's happening again. And then boom, another penalty Insignia converts. And then Elmas gets the score two nil. Same thing against Genoa. We go up, right? We concede. We, we, we Meret gets hurt, this and that. You know, backs against the wall. 84th minute Petania winner from Mario Rui. Uh, you know, then the Juve game. Down from a mistake by Manolas. Come back and win the match in the 85th minute with Kalidou Koulibaly again. And then again in Leicester City. Down 2-0, you know, with a goal disallowed by VAR. Things not looking good, dominating the match, so to speak. But 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 you know, still backs against the wall and Aussie Man, boom, comes through. And and 
to me, all of these matches last season result in drop points. You know, maybe we get the win against Juventus because when it comes to big teams, we get up no matter who the manager is. But I feel like Spalletti is the guy that's, you know, because listen, we we, we really, ha- I mean, besides one player, we haven't brought in anybody spectacular in the offseason on the market. And we didn't get rid of anybody either. So this is the same same club, same squad. We still don't have Mertens back. We had injuries to deal with. And like I said, last year, we're dropping these points. We're losing these matches and we're unbeaten so far. Yep. Sometimes the best move is no move, right? And I think in your case, the best move is probably getting that manager that you do. And what we've seen so far is typical Spalletti, where he did this with interns in particular, where the team looked sluggish in the first part of the game, found found a way to get the game winner late on. Um, Obviously, you guys didn't have any games going on this weekend yet because you're playing tomorrow Mm -hmm. uh, against Udinese, a very tough opponent, oh, by the way. Very Uh, tough. you had a big game this Champions League week, uh, and it was a team that was one of the big teams of, of England, uh, Leicester City. Leicester City is obviously a heavily favored team this year in the Premier League, and they got off to that 2 nothing lead like you mentioned. Um, what do you say about – what does it say about Spalletti and what he brings to your team that your team was able to overcome that and play so well and, and get that draw in that game? It was, a, it was a big result that many people woke up their eyes outside mm-hmm. of the, the Calcio community because they're like, wait – Napoli is actually pretty good. I thought it was just Inter and you know Milan or whoever. What what is what's that extra stuff you were just talking about with Spalletti that getting you over that hump, especially in a big game like that against uh, against Leicester City? Right, and, and I, I feel like, so to speak, he's also getting over his own hump. You know, he hasn't been able to, uh, you know, he, he the the best he's done is what a Coppa Italia with Roma and Champions League positions all all the time. You know, yeah. he wants he wants that title. He wants a title in Italy. He wants a title in Europe. Um, and honestly, the way he came into this squad saying, this is the team I like, don't change anything. You know, everybody was clamoring for a left back. Everybody was, was you know, we need a defensive midfielder. We need this. We need that. We got to get a big player. ADL doesn't spend money, which is bullshit anyway. You know, uh, uh, and Spalletti came in and said, no, this is the team I want. Do anything you can to keep Fabian, who is set to leave for 50. Khalidou Koulibaly, who, you know, teams still want. They, they kept him. And specifically in the Leicester City game, being away to in England, where Napoli has not won a match yet in Europe, in European competition. Napoli, uh, and, and I'm not sure if that's all time, but it's definitely in the ADL era. Napoli has never gone to England and won. A couple draws here and there. But this felt like a win because, again, backs against the wall, playing as hard as we were, creating so many chances. And Leicester had the two chances and converted them. Three if you count the goal disallowed. But to get that result away was huge, especially in a Europa League season where first place gets you to a round of 16 instead of playing in a round of 32. You actually in the Europa League this season – get a bye to the round of 16 while the second place teams in the Europa League play against the third place teams from the Champions League in that round in February. So that's another very big thing. We need to win that group in order to avoid playing in February. And also we'll lose Angisa, Unas, uh, Koulibaly, um, Osimhen to the African Cup of Nations. So that's a very big thing. So going into that match right away, first match in the group stage, under those conditions, with 30 minutes left, ah, 25 minutes left, saying, guys, we need a result here. And getting it is just speaks volumes to what, what Spalletti can bring to a club and what Spalletti brought to Napoli in particular. I think this is the one of the best teams that Spalletti has been able to walk into and manage. Uh, and they just played so well. I mean, the, the – yeah. If you know, you look at the result two nil, you know, and not watching the match, you're thinking, "Oh, Napoli's getting their ass kicked." But really, we kicked their ass. Yeah, they, you for, did for ninety percent of the match. You did. Yeah. Um, I did my final uh, table predictions, and I did. I went with the homer pick of picking Milan to win the title, but I picked Napoli second because uh, I'm that much of a that. believer. I'm that much of a believer in Spalletti with this team, but I believe in it, not just because of what they've got going forward, because you've got, obviously you've got your guys, you've got Insignia, you've got Osman, you've got Lozano, you've got, you know, Politano when he's called upon, um, you know, there'll be roles for Meritons in fits and spurts, but I love this midfield. 
Um, you know, the, I love that you kept Ruiz. I, I love Angesa. Um, Zielinski is a playmaker that can just come out of this for, I think that's a great situation for him. Um, you know, and then you, we don't even scratch the surface. You still have Lobotka there. Um, you know, I, I think that when you think of Napoli, everybody thinks about, I think, I think we're still like addicted to what happened with Saudi and the attacking and all the goals and all this other stuff. But I look at this midfield and I find it to be the most underrated in Serie A. You know, comment on the combination of players. Cause we just talked, we had Rocco and we talked about how Juventus have, okay, they got midfielders, but they don't have a, a playmaker that can link defense to forward. Napoli at least have at least a couple guys like that. Zielinski and Ruiz, for example. You know, comment on Napoli's midfield and why they're going to be so vital to their success this season. So Napoli's midfield, to me, is very underrated, very underappreciated. Um, and there was a need for a move in the transfer market right before the season started. Well, actually right before the market ended because we had Diego Deme that went down on injury in preseason. He's still out. Mm-hmm. We had Lobotka who we had, we had Lobotka who nobody believed in, but all of a sudden lost about 10, 15 pounds and started playing his ass off and, and is back to the potential that he had when he came in under yeah. Spalletti lost yeah. him to injury. Right. Then, then uh, on the international break, which funny story, I actually watched that match Slovenia against uh, Cyprus, where <laughs> I watch it for Lobotka and Hamsik, of course. And there's a player down on his uh, rolling around. I'm cutting hair, and my client's like, "Oh, there's a player down." I turn around, and instantly I'm like, "It's Lobotka." Watch, turn around, there he is, lying on the floor, out, mm. out for a month. So uh, he was out, you know. And honestly. Uh, a lot of people are very skeptical on Fabian and his role in the midfield where he had adapted. He had to adapt to a role a little bit more back. Uh, he's very used to playing forward sort of where Zielinski is, but in, in, in finding that person to replace, I guess Bakayoko went back to Milan, Yeah, but a better Bakayoko. Now I'm not discrediting Bakayoko. I was one of the fans that really liked Bakayoko and, and appreciated his contribution for what it was. Everybody wanted Bakayoko to be the superstar midfielder. He's a bench player who comes in, takes care of business. We were so injured last season that he had to play so much, and he just didn't perform. He wasn't brought in to perform the way he the way people wanted him to. So he's gone, so we had to bring somebody in. And for me, Angisa is that dude. I mean, yeah, I, I'll tell you, uh, you might know him as Frank's sidekick, but he changed his – his alias back to his real name, Dr. Henry Bell. So Frank sidekick is now Henry Bell. Henry Bell on the Far From Vesuvius podcast, the doctor we call him, <laughs> uh, he hit it right on the uh, he hit the nail right on the head when he said that that Spalletti needs that De Rossi type player that's going to win you balls, control the ball, but Angisa also brings that playmaking attribute, like the the skills at his feet he has. The ability to 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 pass quickly and to make good passes, and you're you're gonna see some sideways passes, but you'll see that odd forward pass. He won't get an assist. He might not get a goal, but he's gonna play his ass off, and that's exactly what we needed to sort of be the Alan in the Saudi system to right. Spalletti's, you know, De Rossi and Gisa is that guy. So and Gisa will allow Fabian to move a little bit more central, and he got that goal. <laughs> against Genoa for doing that because when Lobotka was playing, he was able to move up. Now, so that's the thing. The midfield, then you have Zielinski, who for me was this close to winning midfield of the season, but Barella was just that much better. Yeah. But last season, he was this close to double digits in goals and assists. Nine goals, ten assists. Crazy. So, you know, I, I think this midfield – and then, you know, again, we're bringing in Mertens, and he'll be at number ten behind, like, like backing up Zielinski, but he could also play in the attack. This midfield is one of the best in Italy, and a lot of people don't recognize it because Barella's on Inter, because Kessi's on Milan, and because, you know, well, Juventus don't have really that great of a midfield, so we can forget about them. But, yeah. but you know, it, yeah, the midfield is vital to me, and, and, and that just by bringing Angisa in made it that much better. Uh, making sure my microphone is on here. I keep 
meter in there. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are obviously one of the favorites this year. If, if people who don't rate Napoli this year, you know, they're mistaken. And Napoli is certainly, I think, my, a lock for Champions League. I think where they fall in that spot is going to be questioned. Mm-hmm. But um, for you, this is this is your time. Why are Napoli going to win the Scudetto this season <laughs> with the cast of characters that they have? Obviously, Zombo is, is, a, is a great example. But tell us why you think they're going to win the Scudetto this year. Spalletti. Um, let me go on record as saying that I predicted Napoli finish second because I can't be that Homer guy like you are, Frank, Daddy Frankie. I can't do it. I can't pick them. <laughs> I did too, Daddy. Papa, sienta ca. I can't pick Napoli to win the Scudetto. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't pick them. I'm never going to live that. I'm never going to live that down, am I? <laughs> For those please, listening that don't understand what we're go, talking yeah. about, Frank, what, many episodes when we had Rafa on, he says, you know. Right around when Rafa and I had our birthdays. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, he yeah, yeah. He says, my friend says to me, Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Apparently his friends call him daddy. I did not call him daddy yeah. when we met, by the yeah. way. <laughs> so so Frank is daddy now. Uh daddy da- daddy calcio. I'm the da- I'm the daddy of English speaking calcio. I I've I've if this and, is and, and that's when we, we, we oh, labeled yeah. We we labeled Pandev Nonno Goran that day too. So that's so true. we had Nonno Goran and Daddy Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> Another one is going down in folklore history for serious. Oh god! Sure. <laughs> oh, I could not stop you laughing that episode. Oh my god! That was a good one. Yeah, we're not making it to two hundred one. I mean, I wasn't surprised that you knew the the Price is Right game, the name of it, right like that. I was, I almost wanted to, I almost wanted to summon my my late nonna to get the answer from 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 her. But you beat me to it, you know. So <laughs> the, the the Price is Right game that you were talking to uh, earlier today. Anyway, <laughs> Napoli are not winning the Scudetto. Um, at least that was my prediction. But if Napoli do win the Scudetto, it will be because of Spalletti. Because Insigne is Insigne. He's a good player no matter who says what. Uh, I see a lot of people talk about Insigne being overrated, especially with the, the Nazionale, you know, I think he's one of the best players and you don't put anybody else on the left. Um, but we also kept guys like Adam Unas, who we've been ducking and dodging for many, many years. And he's coming through really big. Petania is coming in a little bit earlier in each match and getting decent minutes and got another match winner. Now that's, that's four match winners off the bench for Petania in his six Serie A goals for Napoli. Just so you know. Uh, and then you have Aussie Man who's about to blow up. Yeah. I mean, no goals in Serie A yet. He missed the one game. He was out early in the first match. He played against Juve. Now he's got to play here. He's going to miss time for the Definitely. African Cup of Nations. But watch out. He, he, now that his duck is broken in the two the two goals in the Europa League, he will, he will unload on this league. And, you know, honestly, I think top to bottom, we're a decent team. I would have liked to see a new left back come in, but I really don't think it matters because Mario Rui is not as bad as people think he is either. No, he's we not. Have, we have depth in the goalkeeper position. We have depth everywhere, especially once everybody comes back from injury. Again, we have Lubotka coming back. We have Deme coming back. We have Mertens coming back. Once this team is 100%, watch out. Oh, by the way, uh, Daddy picked uh, Osimhen to win the Cup of Cunning here. I did. Yeah. Who'd you, who'd you yes. pick, Richard? Who'd you pick? Uh, who, uh, Someone that's yeah, not even in the league Ronaldo. anymore. I picked Ronaldo. He might yes. win the Cup of Cunning here in England. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I honestly predicted Osimhen to do it. I might have gone a little nuts and said that he would beat Higuain's record because I can't stand Higuain and – we need his record beaten by another Napoli player. <laughs> but um, I don't think it'll be that many, but it will definitely no. be enough to win a Capocanieri. And again, we have Spalletti who knows how to produce Capocanieri winners. And we have Spalletti who knows how to produce uh, clean sheets. You know, we only have one in the league right now, but that's okay. We're, we're, we're doing really good. We're doing, you know, three of three. We have a chance to go top, you know, tomorrow, uh, f- four wins out of four. Uh, and that's a, <laughs> a funny story. I was watching the Milan, uh, uh, Juve Milan game earlier with, with my fiance, 
And I swear on my life, I'm editing a podcast for Far From Vesuvius that I just put out. The one with Sonia, by the way. She got a hold of me, and we uh, were able to uh, collaborate today. Awesome. Sonia's great. Yeah. She's amazing. Uh, uh, Great to listen to. So knowledgeable. Wonderful guest. Um, I do a nice little segment called Frenemies now. I've created this segment where I'm getting uh, a a person – who's either just a super fan popular on Twitter or content creator for a specific club that is playing against us, you know? So I've had a a, a Venezia guy, a Genoa guy, a Juve guy. And now I had uh, Sonia on for Udinese, who is probably the only English speaking Udinese fan anyone knows. (laughs) Um, And it was wonderful. And um, I'm editing this show while I'm watching the game and I turn to my fiance and she goes, well, she asked me, she goes, well, who do we need to win this? Cause she knows where Milan is and she knows how we feel about Juventus. I said, God, honestly, I kind of need Juve to win this. And she goes, what? And I said, yeah, it's either that or tie. I say, you know what though? No, I, I can never, I can never wish Juventus to win. So it's gotta be either a tie or a Milan win. As soon as I said that, Right. I, but I did, and then I did say, but I think if it stays like this, I'd be happy because, you know, Juve, Juve would win. And if we win, we don't, they don't gain any ground on us. And then we're like clear the top pretty much. Right. But then the corner kick, I swear it says as they were setting up the corner kick and the goal goes in from the Brahim, right? Brahim Diaz. Right. And mm-hmm. I just cheered so loud because not only do I, despise Juventus. I actually really like Milan. I, I, I've said this to you before. I yeah. like Milan. And <laughs> I remember I said it in last show and, and you put up a uh, breaking Rafa's a Milan fan. Now <laughs> yeah. I like Milan. I like their team. I think they're great. They're ambitious. They're young. They came back from down two nil against Liverpool and draw a level at the half. I thought that was wonderful. I really wish that they would keep that result. Uh, they didn't, but guess what? It's their first match back in Champions League in how many years? They'll be fine. They're in such a tough group, too. Even if they finish third, go into the Europa League, I think I think that getting to continue to play... <laughs> yeah, I still love Mila. Getting to continue to play in the Champions, uh, in, in European play, and maybe going for like another ch- European trophy for me would be great for Milan because I, I, I absolutely love that Pioli is, you know, I love it. I love it. I love everything about it. I, I, I'm a, I'm a Milan guy. I am. Amazing. Um, uh, what's acceptable for you uh, for Napoli this season? What, what, what would you, I would assume top four is an acceptable outcome for you and for Napoli supporters this season. Top four is vital. Okay. Top four is extremely vital. Like we cannot accept fifth. If we finish fifth, we better win the Europa League because we got to get back to the Champions League no matter how it takes. We have to finish Champions League position. Uh, anything better than that is a ch- the cherry on top of the cake. But I mean, why not dream for Scudetto? Why not dream for second? Why not yeah. go for it? You know. Right. Um. But 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 also, I really 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 want a deep run in Europe. I think the Europa League semifinal should be attainable this season, even though with the emergence of the Conference League. The field has shrunk in the Europa League and made it a lot more competitive and a lot more tough. Yeah. You know, look at those groups. Look at Lazio's group. It's a Champions yeah. League group. Look at ours, yeah. actually. Leicester City, uh, 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 Spartak Moscow, and Lega Warsaw. Okay, maybe besides Warsaw, but they got a win over Spartak Moscow. Yep. That's a tough group. It's a tough Europa League group. Warsaw is a difficult you know? game away. Yeah. That, I mean, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. The, bur- the burden of traveling to those places is enough. Exactly, so. and you're getting rid of teams like Apoel and Ludo Goretz and, you know, <laughs> ACF, AFC Richmond. You know, they're out of here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Providence City FC, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, for me, you have to go big. You have to go big. You have to go big in the Europa League because you can't express yourself as a European, top European club if you can't get to those last rounds of the Europa League and Napoli's been stuck on the round, they made one semifinal appearance 
in the ADL era, and they lost out to oh my gosh, I don't uh, I don't even remember who it was. It was someone ridiculous. It was uh, in twenty fifteen. Uh, they played against Sevilla in the final. It was someone I don't remember. I can't uh, even remember who it was, and it's ridiculous. We should have gone to the final that season. But everybody plays at the final in the Europa League. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not saying we would have won that final, but yeah. Um, yeah. we have to do better. We have to do better in Europe. We can't. We got to take it seriously. A lot of a lot of fans don't want to don't care about the Europa League. Want to want us to crash out so we could concentrate on the league. Listen, it's so hard to win the league. As hard as it is to win in Europe, it's that much harder to win your league, especially when sure. you had Juventus winning nine in a row now. Inter, and there's so yep. many great teams this season, man. So many great teams in Serie A. You have to yep. prioritize everything. Everything's got to be a priority. So for me, I need to, I need to see a lot more from them in Europe as well. Why, Rafa? No, for sure. It Rafa, is. You have a bunch of. Uh... You're doing a lot of great content right now, obviously. Uh, tell, this is your time to plug away. Tell us all the shows, your two important shows. We, you know, What are they? Where can people find them? And where can people find you on social media? Yes, sir. Uh, first, I'd like to say I'm very tired. <laughs> it's tiring. Um, but the Roth and Roth rant on YouTube, that's my baby right now. Uh, without Ralph Bizarro, uh, my, my partner in crime with that, that we'd be lost. Uh, he, mm-hmm. is, he is the... He is the Richard Carmen to to say yeah, sit down. Um, <laughs> Frank's not paying attention. That's okay. I, I am. I am. I, no, I, no, 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 no. Daddy, are you awake? Daddy, yeah, it's been yeah, fine. I'm fine. You, I'm you're fine. like you're like my dad. I try to wake him up from the couch. He's like this. No, I I, I know where I stand. I just come We're on here. And I, I, just, I just come on here and say words. Richard does David, everything. So else. do I. And, and and that's what I do, and that's what I do. And Ralph Bizzotto is is the glue to Ralph and Ralph Rand. Everything you see is because of him. Um, but also far from Vesuvius, uh, we've gone away for a little bit. And when I say gone away, I mean we've like just kind of calmed down with content. A lot of great Napoli content was coming out, coming coming through. A lot of stuff was going on with the crew, personally, professionally. You know, COVID, everything. Um, but we, but I've I've decided to get their juices flowing and pump in a, a, a resurgence for them, um, and we're all excited to keep going with that. So I've been doing regular podcasts there, the frenemies thing, just kind of wrapping up stuff that we missed on the Raf and Raf rant. I would also post Raf and Raf rants audio shows too far from Vesuvius podcast network, so you can catch that there as well. Um, but now we also have uh, we also have articles coming out. Ken is working on a Twitch network for Far From Vesuvius. He's been having trouble getting it going, but he's come up with a schedule now, so hopefully he can get it through. Uh, Marco Kubani Donofrio has come back from uh, Twitter uh, hell, and he's back up. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just flying, man. We've got content, got shows coming out almost every day. So check us out there at Far From Vesuvius on Twitter, at Raf and Raf on Twitter. You can find me at Rafanopoly83 on Twitter. We're also on all the other stuff that the kids go on these days, too. So you could just do a search and find us there. <laughs> awesome. Rafa, we always have a great time when we have you on. I just want you to know. Yeah. That. And, and uh, I, want, I, want, I want you to know that uh, you, Ken, James, you know, you, you've all meant a lot to us. You've all been very supportive of us we've been privileged to have you on through the years and uh you know we were we're grateful that you took the time to come on and and, uh and and be a part of this celebration tonight the only man who's better hair than me yeah i gotta say you know richard your your hair is nice but uh i can't cut my hair anymore guys like like (laughs) like it's become a trademark especially the beard i want you guys to see this this is ralph made these mugs how am I supposed to shave now? I got I got this mug this mug on my mu- on a mug. How am I supposed yeah, to shave right. my beard? It's not happening. You can't. It's a trademark now. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. Hey, listen. Uh, two hundred. I mean, <sighs> amazing. Yeah. Amazing, no, amazing. I like. I got to go check how many episodes we did <laughs> now to see if we could catch. We up used to, to keep you. count. We lost count. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. I. I, I I, I love your stuff. I love your content. And and, and again, I, I had trouble finding not finding, I knew I knew Sonia, but I had trouble contacting her 
she was busy throughout the week too. So, you know, things happen where people get busy. So I was really in a time crunch and in a pinch with who I could have on to be my frenemy, quote unquote, for Udinese. And the first group I thought of besides her was you guys, even though you're Milanisti, because of the amazing knowledge that you guys have and possess league-wide. Oh. <laughs> like, I listen to you guys. I'm not even going to lie. Sometimes in the shower, I listen to you guys. That, listen, I got, lot, I, no, I got a lot of catching up to do a lot of the time. I don't miss a show. I'm telling you. Whether it's on fa- uh, YouTube, whether it's it's in my ear, uh, like going to bed, or or in like I said, I put the phone in, the bed. In, on the thing in the shower or I, I, I in the car at work. Any oh. Anytime I can listen to, to cultural content, I, I do it. But you guys and your knowledge, like, I'm scratching my head like, holy crap. How did he just boom like that and remember that, you know, uh, Gotti was the manager of Udinese? Like, what the hell? <laughs> I forgot. I had no idea. And I just was like, you know what? Let me let me contact the City I Sit Down Boys and see if they're available to fill in for on behalf of Udinese within my on my show. Luckily, Sonia got back to me because she's a real Udinese fan, and and I got to speak with her. But I'd love for you guys to be available for me if I can't find somebody to represent the other team because there's nobody Always. else that I want on my show Always. other than you guys. Either one of you because you you guys are the best for real. Done. Thank you. And Rob I also Rob have those words mean, you from, from so the Rob, those words mean so much, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, gee. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you, you. Appreciate you. And we're going right. to get you on. We're going to get you on real soon. Maybe when uh, Napoli and Milan uh, are on the same pitch, we'll uh, we'll break yeah. that one down and we'll get you on pretty quick for that, okay? For sure. For sure, guys. Thank you. Good luck to Milan the rest of the way. Forza right. Napoli, Sempre. Napoli. All the best. That was part two of episode 200. Uh, one part to go, part three with our headliner, if you will. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the first two episodes with the uh, third one coming up here soon. Thank you again for all your support. Ciao ragazzi. Bro.